we have a new review that we would like to give thanks for. Hannah Thema on iTunes, great username, left us a review titled Five Scars, which... (laughs) Whoa! Right? I just like... And it's like, I mean... Y'all know I'm, like, kind of an emotional train wreck, but, like, I literally cried when I read it. It was, like, it's a really good review. Thank you so much. They compared us to Witch Please, which is the goal, the dream. They're, like, it's, like, in the same vein as Witch Please, which is great, only they're going slower, so it'll last longer, which, like, literally is why we're making this podcast, is because Witch Please didn't last long enough for us. So, thank you. Yeah, that's a very high compliment, and we are happy to continue making this podcast for the next five years, six years, forever. (laughs) Like we'll finish, we'll finish Harry Potter, and then we'll just like move on to another fandom. We'll just switch over to Buffy. Um, (laughs) By that time, enough time will have passed. We're gonna be like, and now we're going to Buffy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, buffering will be over, and we will be much more critical than they are so it'll be an entirely different beast yes if you love hearing us rip apart harry potter while still loving it (laughs) 10 years from now you can't wait to hear us rip apart buffy the vampire if you think they have issues with xander just wait (laughs) till you hear about ours i feel like all of the dudes in Buffy are terrible, except for except for Giles, who is like a dreamboat. I mean, he he's also a little problematic, but I'm like, it doesn't make me want to bang him in any less. Yeah, and also look like him because Style all of his outfits. Icon. Yeah, <laughs> my entire aesthetic is like finding the perfect balance between Spike and Giles. Uh, that is an excellent queer aesthetic to have. Thank you. So, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Leave us reviews. We'll thank you in the podcast. Also, we're inching ever closer to hitting our 50 review goal, at which point probably you'll get a sticker in the mail. Be rad. And should we do a call for action if people want to talk about their Patronuses? Yeah. A reminder that we are still soliciting uh, your answers for what your Patronus is and how it intersects with your identities and that your Patronus is defined by you and only you and Pottermore does not know better than you. It might know better than you what your Hogwarts house is, but not what your Patronus is. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of a ton of animals and insects and birds and fish that can that you can like feel connected to that reflects you in a way that does not involve you using the term spirit animal which if you're not in a native from a native tradition where they use spirit animals you should not ever say or talk about okay thanks so yeah absolutely absolutely all right and with that gay people love puns i'm dead (laughs) we have to stop this podcast this book causes satanism is left for us to rant about. There is nothing straight about plum velvet. (laughs) You shouldn't have been drinking when I said that. (laughs) Monocles are impractical, but hot. I don't for a second believe that she is a straight person. I mean, I'm definitely here for bisexual Minerva McGonagall. Let's talk about (laughs) Harry Potter. Hello.
And welcome to the Gaily Prophet, a podcast for two queer IRL witches where you read Harry Potter and talk about it. Except this week, we're not rereading Harry Potter and talking about it. We're interviewing someone else and talking about Harry Potter, and it's a beautiful thing. But as usual, I am America's favorite Griffin dandy, Lark Malachi Gray. And I am Griffin Dyke extraordinaire, the red and gold menace, Jesse Blount. <laughs> yeah and today <laughs> that's great um we you're maybe gonna be hearing again but maybe gonna hear for the first time our interview that we did with may rude about our reading of hagrid as a lesbian trans woman we're re-airing it partly because we love it and partly because we had a lot of folks start listening at the beginning of season two, who therefore haven't heard the interview that was part of an episode of season one, and partly because we think this interview is really important and we want to have it as a standalone thing. And we think it's also just a great way to kick off our uh, Pride Month series. So yeah, so for the rest of this month, each week, you are going to get an episode that features a different queer person talking to us about Harry Potter and like the conversations will be focused on different things that are important to them and it's gonna be really rad. All right well now let's get into our interview with May Rude. So we are we are recording now. Awesome. Um, do you want to like say a little bit about who you are for our yeah. listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm May Rude. Uh, I'm a queer Latina trans woman. Um, I live in LA. Uh, I'm a writer and a consultant and a speaker. Um, a lot of the time on trans stuff. Uh, I was the trans editor at autostraddle.com for a while and I wrote about comics and witchcraft and pop music and other stuff uh and then now I write for a bunch of places them and Remezcla and Queerty and just whoever <laughs> yeah uh your work is awesome thank and you yeah so we're here today listeners to talk about a theory that Jesse and I came up with while recording a couple weeks ago just sort of materialized out of nowhere that doesn't seem to exist on the internet anywhere, um, which is that it might make sense to read Hagrid as a closeted trans woman. And because neither Jesse or I are trans women, we wanted <laughs> to talk to someone who is living that experience and can make sure that we aren't assuming anything that we don't have a right to assume. Yeah. Th and honestly, thank you for doing that. Like, I mean, as like, you can see if you just go to the movies or get on Twitter, people love just spouting out opinions on trans women without being informed at all. Yep. So <laughs> thank you for not. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, we have all these notes, and I don't know, we've never interviewed anybody for this podcast before. We don't really know what we're doing. I love it. <laughs> so I don't know if we should just, like, go through 
in order or like what makes the most sense? Um, well, I guess why don't y'all start by telling me how you came up with the theory? Like what were the first things you thought of? So it came up for us. We were discussing the chapter where Hagrid gets Norbert, the dragon, um, and discussing Hagrid's relationship with Norbert and Hagrid's use of the word mummy to describe that relationship. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about the fact that that scene and that relationship would have been for us as readers as tender if Hagrid had been using the word Papa as it is. Yeah. Um, And so it seems like a very interesting and like very deliberate choice to use the word mummy and that that seems to be Hagrid telling us something about their experience in the world and then they sort of like from there honestly listening to the recording um we both sort of just sat there in silence for like two or three minutes thinking and then we're like and the unicorns and (laughs) and sort of just like it's it's like long long silences while jesse and i are both just like oh and this other thing and wait that other thing excellent yeah yeah well like i mean i was just thinking about this uh about the mom thing the mummy thing like just throughout the series Hagrid is so like motherly to both like magical creatures and then also to the kids Mm -hmm. you know like Hagrid carries baby Harry in the motorcycle basket and Hagrid's the one who's carrying Harry's body at the end in uh, Deathly Hallows like Hagrid has a very maternal role overall in the books I think Yeah, we actually just recorded the episode for the last chapter yesterday, and in that, that's where Hagrid has um, reached out to all of Lily and James's friends to get photos and put together the photo book for Harry. And when we talked about that, we were like, Hagrid really is the only, like, maternal, like, caring person in Harry's life at the end of that book, like before Molly Weasley yeah, comes yeah. in, Hagrid is the only person providing that kind I of care I absolutely agree. Harry. Yeah. And like, and it's much, it's so much more of a mother vibe than a father vibe just overall, you know, it's all about comfort and love and safety and just making sure this little kid is safe and like a, in just a, a very... Like, I I love this theory. Like, I'd never thought about it before, but Hagrid is just so, like, soft. But in, not in, but I mean, obviously Hagrid is strong, you know? I mean, Hagrid's literally a giant. <laughs> but he's, he, they, like, I don't know what pronouns to use now, because, like, I mean, this theory is getting to me. Like, I love it. But, like, she just has this power that's calm and that just feels like, you know, like when uh, you get stuck under a car and and your mom lifts the Mm -hmm. car up with her mother's strength. Like, that is, like, Hagrid all the time, you know? Yeah, you know, 
earlier on in our podcast, when we've talked about Hagrid, we have compared Hagrid to both Elmira from Tiny Toons and Snow White. And I think those are the only two people we've compared Hagrid to. Amazing. Which now makes me a little bit like, why is it that it took us until this point in the book to come to this conclusion? Amazing. Which is actually really funny because I feel like we say directly in the podcast that like when we're when we get introduced to like Hagrid's like home, it's like very like Midwest lesbian dream cabin. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hardcore. And I'm like, oh. And like since we've been like kind of talking about this and like looking over the notes, I'm like, Hagrid reminds me of like a lot of like butch like outdoor dykes that I know. I really thought you were gonna say that Hagrid reminds you a lot of you. I mean, I mean, you oh. did say that just with words. <laughs> yes. I mean, but, like, it's not, I mean, it's not just me who's, like, I mean, I know, like, I have a lot of friends who are also, like, big into animals and, like, yeah. being outdoors and want to be, like, where's my cabin in the woods? Like, I'm over. Exactly. I, <laughs> I mean, I know exactly animals. what you mean. Like, I wrote, uh, when uh, y'all brought up Madame Maxime as the, like, high femme dyke to Hagrid's, like, nature butch. A trans lesbian like I was like yes that's like the perfect dynamic like that's I love that dynamic so much yeah it totally makes me like fan myself right <laughs> you know, it's and, so great and then they went on like a camping trip together basically like a diplomatic yeah, camping like, trip like, uh, like y'all <laughs> Hagrid's just there like hey I know how to start a fire right. <laughs> you know <laughs> Like, oh, that's the dream. And you know, Madame Maxime had like an entire suitcase just of makeup, right? Like, this yeah, is how we go camping. I'm exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, so honestly, good. how can you not read that relationship as a lesbian relationship? I don't know. And how is it that no one has? Yeah, no, this and... is a, a revolutionary theory that I love. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting to hear. Like, I was talking to my girlfriend, like, there's the, have you seen, like, Snape is trans Mm -hmm. theory? Like, I'm not a fan of that at all. I don't like the argument that, like, it sounds like basically, like, incels are trans women is Mm -hmm. kind of what that Mm -hmm. argument sounds like to me. But this one, and so, like, I, like, when you, when y'all were like, oh, Harry Potter and trans stuff, I was like, oh, no. But I'm so glad that this is the direction you went. Like, this is a breath of fresh air and wonderful. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I'm so, I'm a little, like, fangirling out. (laughs) (laughs) So so I think I want to make sure that we touch on on the unicorn Mm. thing, especially. So there's a really great Tumblr post about the the thing in the common rooms where boys can't go up mm, the mm-hmm. tower and there's like this... like it turns into like a slide right right and so there, i've seen this tumbler thing where it's like a kid you know climbing those stairs and gets to the top and is like i knew i was a real girl mm-hmm. oh yeah i love that right and I oh. kind of feel like this thing with the unicorns is that yeah, for Hagrid, because unicorns only want 
quote unquote a woman's touch. And yeah. Hagrid like it the book says he knows she she knows as much about unicorns as Grubbly Plank does and Yeah, like and it says one, like the she's earned the unicorn's trust. Right. Which like that like honestly that well and I mean especially like right now with all the like turf garbage where it's like oh like sure like trans women can call themselves trans women but they're not female and you know all this garbage whatever but so like so honestly thank you for like bringing this theory out there and being and because like with this evidence like I love it with the unicorns just being like oh yeah we see you as who you really are it doesn't matter like how society sees you like we know the truth we know your true name we know your true nature and like that's right and like of any of any creature like the unicorn is going to be the one that like yeah and that's like so symbolic overall like unicorns just throughout all literature and all like myth i mean at least like the like western concept of unicorns that we know i obviously can't speak to like mythologies and whatever that i don't know but like in like european folklore like unicorns are so closely tied to the like concept of like womanhood and like even like problematically like the purest form of womanhood you know like they're all about virginity and being like the pure essence of a like femininity or whatever so much so that men can't even touch them or look at them. Right. And so this ultimate symbol of that is like, oh yeah, we trust Hagrid, of course. Right. And so one, there is one fan theory out there that like sucks and I dismiss it out of hand, but um, about why Hagrid can have this relationship with unicorns. And the idea is that it's because Hagrid is a virgin. And I feel like that's, utterly ridiculous because when they are meeting the unicorns with professor grubbly plank this is a class of like 14 year olds that she yeah. cannot get close and the assumption that like she doesn't trust that most 14 year olds are probably virgins is, yeah like, exactly like that yeah no that's not I, I don't think that holds any water yeah no so if anyone out there is believing that you can just throw that right in the garbage yeah <laughs> I mean, also, like, basically based on what J.K. Rowling seems to be saying, like, Dumbledore seems like he might be a virgin, and he's not hanging around with unicorns. Yeah. Oh, God. I hope that Dumbledore and uh, Grindelwald fucked. <laughs> but I mean, like, I mean, I, I, I hope, Dum- like, Dumbledore had happy relationships but it doesn't seem like she wanted him to no jesse and i also <laughs> believe that dumbledore and nicholas flamel were oh, were partners for a time amazing i love that amazing this is a great podcast thank you oh my god oh, <laughs> that makes me very happy to hear. Oh, i'm having so much fun this is great um Cool. Yeah. Uh, also, I I did text 
Theo, our, our comic artist, that you had already seen one of his comics, and um, he's dead now, so that's Amazing! <laughs> yeah, I remember I sent it to my girlfriend. Oh my I was God. like, yes, look at this, it's funny. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. This is really rad. <laughs> um, the point of this is not for us to get really geeked about you liking us, though. <laughs> so that's... It's, a, it's a pleasant side bonus, though. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the concept of denial beards and Mm. so I included that on the list because a lot of trans women friends of mine will like post pre-transition pictures of themselves (laughs) and be like the denial beard was strong with this one oh yeah like I mean I 100% had that like and it's it was awful because I could never grow a full beard like I could only grow a neck beard and so, like, it was just ugly and patchy. But I was like, oh, I have to have this so that people know. I have, like, so, like, when you sent that, like, I, like, immediately was like, I, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, but then what you, what you said in your response, um, I think, just is, like, really beautiful. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, I think it makes more sense for you to talk about it than for me to read you the words that you Yeah, <laughs> sure, uh. Well, so I thought of the idea, like, what if Hagrid, as a trans woman, half-giant, like, loves her beard and decorates it? Well, and, like, with the comic that Theo drew with, like, the little, like, mouse and whatever hanging out in the beard, like, Mm -hmm. I imagine, like, Hagrid, like, would have, like, all of her little, like, animal children or students, like, make little (laughs) decorations or, like, bring flowers or feathers or whatever to put in her beard. And, like, she can just show off, like, oh, look at what, like, a proud mom I am, you know? Yeah. Oh, like, um, in Rat Queens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. the name of that character, but that's Yeah, the dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I love the idea of Hagrid as just, like, keeping the long hair and bushy beard and just wearing like a tie-dye maxi dress you know (laughs) and just being this like hippie butch out in nature like having a great time putting on like oh like a tie-dye maxi dress with like combat boots and a denim vest oh my god like that is like uh like that's like the Hagrid outfit, right? Yes. I also think maybe the most ginormous pair of Birkenstocks would also Yeah, oh gosh. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes. It's like the size of a child's bed size Birkenstock. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, I love that. Well, and like a magical creature can come and, like, sleep on each one at night, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I oh, love, yeah. like, nature, butch, Hagrid. This is amazing. Thank you for bringing her into my world. Yeah. Je- Jesse, you emailed something earlier, too, um, about Hagrid selling knitted hats at a farmer's market, and I want you to... Oh, my that. gosh. <laughs> Yes, Hagrid's. Oh, she definitely has a booth at the farmers market. Yeah, it's just like it's oh. like it's like knitted hats and like honey that they like knitted harvest. hats for your pets. 
Yes. Little sweaters for your, like, spider. (laughs) Yeah, like, literally, like, (laughs) she'll take custom orders for any animal. Mm -hmm. Any animal, no matter how big, how small, how many arms, how many heads. She'll make it a hat or a sweater, whatever you need. Mm -hmm. Some little hand-carved flutes and some, like, very earnest baked goods. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. This is, oh, this is so good, honestly. (laughs) This is like the most heartwarming conversation. It's (laughs) making me so happy. Oh, man. This is, I mean, honestly, this is great. I love it. So just looking at this list, right, I would, I think it would be cool to sort of dig deeper into like Hagrid's caregiving and like general rejection of like typical masculinity um and also i think well all of that and then i also want to get into like how grop plays into this um and sort of like the fact that hagrid can't leave the giant colony without Mm. her brother once she finds yeah. him again like that maternal instinct like being a protective big sister you know right because he's getting picked on yeah oh Hagrid and then Madame Maxine being like I feel you like I get it I can't stay here and deal with this anymore but like I understand that you have to do this and that it's yeah. important to you which is just like so lovely Oh, but also like what a like classic lesbian heartbreak, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes boundaries, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, but yeah, but so, like, on that, like, Hagrid, like, we've been saying this whole time, like, is kind of defined by these character traits of being this, like, big, larger than life messy person but also at the same time being extremely motherly and sisterly because again like when like with her relationship with the kids like she doesn't like use them in the way that like Dumbledore does or like treat them bad in public like Snape you know like she has a very like like and she like helps them hide like she is like an older sister, like a sibling, you know, as opposed to being like their boss or whatever. Like she forms a deeper connection with them that I think is also indicative of just like her her openness to communicate and to form these like emotional bonds, which again is like, like a complete rejection of how most people say like, masculine relationships have to be like like you put in here like Hagrid cries like openly and tells people why she's crying and tells people how she feels you know I feel like yeah with the crying like especially that like they're they're British so there's definitely like a whole Mm. relationship with tears there that takes place um and and I think that we see Hagrid cry more than any other character mm. in this series. I think we, in general, see more emotional 
openness and honesty from Hagrid than than anybody. There's like no if if we I feel like if Hagrid was described without any gendered terminology, there would not be a question. Yeah. I, like literally Hagrid like if you just take out all the like he's then it does like a, it's a perfect <laughs> trans woman reading. Yeah. Or just like woman reading, you know, like right. This is a great theory. Like I mean, sorry that I keep on saying that so much, but like this is it well and like it's really refreshing and I think exactly the kind of like fandom discourse or whatever, you know, that we should be having cuz it's so much better than like every time J.K. Rowling or Johnny Depp or whatever like gets in the news about Harry Potter like like bas- almost trying to like ruin the legacy that like cuz it I, it helped so many people, you know, like so many of the queer people I know like these books were so important to us. And so I'm just really glad that y'all are, like, keeping up that tradition of, in, like, the Harry Potter fandom of being, like, hey, here are, like, the positive things we're getting out of it. Here's how it's meaningful to us. These are the great things. These are, this is our story, you know? And I love that, that y'all are doing that. Thanks, May. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Okay. So... Um, yeah, just to like be mindful of time, I guess, is there, Jesse, do you have any other things that you want to get out there? I don't think so. Like, I'm, you know, taking a lot of this in and just like, (laughs) I don't know, just also thinking about Hagrid in book three, like fighting so hard for Buckbeak and just how... Mm. just it just was like just such an emotional trial and i'm just feeling very emotional about it (laughs) yeah yep i'm right there with you like oh like honestly like some of these things like i'm almost crying like hagrid is just like this reading of hagrid is so beautiful and i love it so much and thank you for like re-sparking I mean like not that like I hate Harry Potter but like you know like I wrote my senior thesis in college about Harry Potter like I was in a Harry Potter band like oh my god I was like big you know and then like all this stuff where it's just like time after time you know like these bummer things keep coming out and so thank you for like giving me this opportunity to talk really joyfully about this thing that was such a big part of my life for so long yeah, thank you so much for for being here and having this conversation with us. Um, I know you talked at the top about like some of the places that you're writing and stuff like that, but do you want to like give the people information about where where they can find you on the internet specifically? Yeah, um, I'm at Mayrude M E Y R U D E on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also, Mayrude.com. Um, like I tweet a lot about just, like, nonsense stuff uh, and, like, nerd stuff and trans stuff. And you can hire me to consult on 
your trans book, or I'm consulting on a video game right now that's going to be really cool, I think. Awesome. Um, but so, like, yeah, say hi to me on Twitter. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, May. This has been an absolute joy. Yeah, this was wonderful. Thank you so much again to May. That was such an amazing conversation to have and not just because she complimented us a lot. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I feel, I don't know. Like, I feel really happy imagining Hagrid as like a hippie woodland lesbian but like mm-hmm. i th- i think it's it also feels good to talk about something that's like actually heartwarming about harry potter and not just like the fantastic beast movies are canceled because they're trash right so and i mean we talk a lot of shit <laughs> about these books <laughs> and jkr and so it's nice to just be like oh hagrid is like a gift of a character yeah really and that you know it's it's like a gift that can mean other things to like, can, can mean things can mean different things to a variety of people, I think. So, yeah. And it just feels good to be able to explore that. Yeah. I feel like my face hurt from smiling after that interview. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, it's just so good. Hagrid is I so think good. Hagrid is so good. And like this, headcanon um i think is gonna make talking about hagrid's relationship with madame maxime like a thousand times more exciting oh my god i can't wait i'm like already like composing things in my head i'm like yeah this is what their like queer relationship is like and it's great i know Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Gaily Prophet. We hope that you enjoyed the first of our series of Pride Month interviews. It's going to be a great month, you guys. Yeah, and if you uh, love what you're listening to, if you love this episode, um, and you want to further support us, there are a variety of ways you can do that on a variety of price levels. (laughs) Let's start with free and work our way up. Yes, for free. You can tell your friends and family um, any date you might pick up at Pride this month. Um, yeah. You know, any tell your exes if you still talk to them. <laughs> Wh- whoever. Um, share stuff on social. Tell them to listen to our podcast. Uh, word of mouth is a really excellent way that people listen to podcasts. And all of your queer chosen family and friends and lovers should listen to us. So tell them all about it. Also sharing our stuff on social media. We're going to have some really great memes coming out that you can share and let everyone know just what a queer geek you are. Also rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever, Facebook, wherever you can review us, you should totally do that. Take 30 seconds, be like, I love you guys, be my best friends. You know, give us five stars. That helps us tremendously and makes us feel loved. We are, we need 20 more reviews to get to our 50 review goal before we start sending out stickers to one fifth of the people who have left us reviews and a t-shirt to one tenth of the people who are getting stickers. Don't look at me. Math is really not my strong suit. Um, 
Anyway, we only need 20 more. We have 30. We only need 20 more. So just like go right now and do it. And then probably, realistically, probably you'll get a sticker. Um, If you can't wait for that, you can buy a sticker and a t-shirt and postcards and mugs and all kinds of cool stuff at our website, thegailyprofit.com. 13% off this month for Pride. Promo code QUEERWITCHES. And that is Queer Witches in all caps. We also have a Patreon if you want to become a monthly sustainer of The Gaily Prophet. We have three different Patreon levels for a very excellent deal. Uh, so yes, we are on Patreon at Patreon slash The Gaily Prophet. Check us out and become a, and become a Patreon today. Please do. We, we make really good stuff for Patreon. It is definitely worth your while you're getting a steal. Yep. Yeah. So speaking of supporting queer content, we would like to give you a little recommendation for some other queer content that you should check out. Uh, You maybe already listened to it, but in case you don't, you should definitely go give Les Hangout a listen uh, we found out about this podcast because they did an episode. They do these episodes called Shoulda Been Gay, uh, abbreviated to SBG in their list of episodes on iTunes or whatever. And they did an SBG episode on Harry Potter. And when they posted about it on Instagram, they tagged us in the post. And like that was how we learned about them. And they're just like queer people talking about cool stuff including Harry Potter in one episode. There's a lot of Snape apologist-iness going on, so Jesse was really into that, and I literally was folding laundry while listening to it, going, ew, out loud, while I folded laundry. That didn't make me enjoy the episode any less, though. I just adamantly disagree with Snape apologists. And that's totally fun. <laughs> I, I, I recognize that that makes me the trash the trash queen of shit mountain and i'm okay with that (laughs) i mean you're in good company clearly so but i'm not afraid to come for all of you (laughs) so yeah you should uh, listen to their podcast subscribe tell your friends support indie queer media it's pride month you're contractually obligated because it's pride month (laughs) (laughs) this is if you've ever bought a corporate pride item you now have to support a queer independent artist for each corporate pride item you if you've ever enjoyed a anything developed by queer people which is any fancy meal you've ever had most designer clothing any good music and i don't know whatever other cool things that queer people have developed poise like if nothing else fuck so like we've given y'all this Support queer, support queer people this month. <laughs> well said. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. If you want to follow us on socials, which you do, whether you know it or not, so just do it, and then you'll find out that you want to if you didn't realize it already. Uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook at the Gaily Prophet. Maybe someday we'll go back to Twitter, but y'all are going to have to demonstrate that you want us on Twitter by following us on Twitter. So. If- Maybe if we hit like 100 Twitter followers, we'll get back on Twitter. But right now we have like 14 because apparently Twitter is the worst. So fuck that. (laughs) That's basically where we've landed. 
<laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, but especially Instagram. We're at the Gaily Prophet, and we are we create really good stuff for socials. You're gonna be really happy that you followed us. And if you want to just you know follow me, know what I'm, what I'm doing in between episodes. Um, I am on Twitter at Jesse underscore Detroit, and on Instagram at Live from Detroit. You can find me in between episodes at my website, larkmalachi.com. That is L-A-R-K-M-A-L-A-K-A-I.com, where you can find out about all the different kinds of work that I do because I'm a multi-potentialate. Right now, the most important thing that I do for you to know about is that I do trans-inclusivity trainings for healthcare providers. And as you may or may not know, the world is a trash fire, which if you're in my brain, you always say to the tune of that Smashing Pumpkins song, the world is a trash fire. <laughs> I'm not sure which, which, oh, yes, okay, now I know. I bet you said Smash yeah, Mouth, yeah, yeah, but you said Smashing Pumpkins, and then I was like, where's my, where did my I brain sure go? did. <laughs> Love them both, but... <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, they're, you know, uh, our administration is trying to really, really, really fuck up trans healthcare rights. And so doctors who would like to be trans competent, but maybe don't have the resources to be able to do so now is the time for them to act. So you should definitely go over there and nominate your doctor, whether or not you're trans to, just let me email them and be like, hey, do you want this training so that you can be really great at helping trans people because the world is a trash fire. So yeah, larkmalachi.com. Go do that. You can also find me on Instagram at larkmalachi or at Radical Healer. Our theme song and spoiler warning music is by Kevin McLeod. The voice of our spoiler warning is a very talented Sarah Sauer. And our weekly comics and logo is by the immensely amazing theo julian forrester um you can find all of their information in our show notes if you want to check out their stuff uh you should definitely at the very least be looking at our website or socials look at theo's comics because he is hella talented and we are so lucky to have him working with us that is like y'all seriously yep so as of the day of this recording the one that just came out if you haven't seen it is in reference to the episode where Harry and Ron fly the car to school and like Theo has given us the behind the scenes look at what Molly and Arthur went through and made like a very incredible home alone reference. So if you want (laughs) 90s references on top of your 90s references, this is the thing for you. It's very good. (laughs) Until next time, have a wonderful time imagining the gay camping trip that... Hagrid and Madame Maxime went on. <laughs> Speaking of a pride. Yeah. That's right. Keyword. Oh, wait. I don't. Shit. We, we need. Don't have to... Fuck. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> queer witches. All caps. Yes? Yeah. Great. We did it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe we went that far without being like, oh, a keyword shit.